Hello, and welcome to the Freedom Challenge online podcast. Here at the Freedom Challenge, we strive to do good by helping enslaved women and children to do more than you ever thought physically possible and to do it together by connecting women with a heart for a hurting world. We hope you enjoy your time being informed and encouraged with host Tracy Doherty and our amazing guests. So let's get ready and join Tracy for this week's episode. Hello, Freedom Sisters. If you're listening to this, welcome, welcome to our first ever Freedom Challenge live virtual conference. This conference is happening live on January 16th, 2021. It is coming up. And if you haven't signed up yet, head to thefreedomchallenge.com and register today. Now, if you're listening to this after the live conference, or if you're like, I can't attend the live conference, don't worry. Our virtual conference can be attended even months after the date as well. So, but you do need to register. So head on over. Now, if you've ever attended a freedom challenge, you know that not only do we do physical challenges, but there's also a conference portion where women come together, doing it together, do good, do more, and do it together. They come together to pray, to cast vision, to dream, to connect, to learn more about how to advocate for vulnerable women and children around the world. But clearly, in the ever-changing 2020 plans and moving into 2021, we're going to have to learn to gather together a little bit differently for this time. So the virtual challenge is being created so that we can gather sisterhood, new to Freedom Challenge, interested in Freedom Challenge, we, sh- we can gather together around this common calling. Now, the physical challenge portion is anything that you want it to be. It could be walking, it could be hiking, it could be biking, it could be running, it can't be swimming, or it could be, but you'd have to do this afterwards. And you're going to want to pop in your earbuds, and this podcast is going to accompany you within the heart and the mission of what we're doing within Freedom Challenge alongside your sisters all over the U.S. and even beyond. So even though we're not physically together, this is an opportunity for us to be joined together from the heart. And most importantly, as Ruth Willett, who you will soon meet, will say that we worship and he fights. So this podcast is all about that heart. So right now, I'm handing it over to Ruth Willett. She is the Freedom Challenge Prayer Coordinator, and she's going to guide you in this time. She will give some insight and some points of prayer, and then even give you time to reflect and to worship as you're doing your physical challenge. And I encourage you to fully engage. Stop, pause, pray, speak out, speak the word, listen to worship, raise your hands. So again, Let's get our headbuds on or headphones, earbuds, get your gear on and let's get ready to move. Over to you, my friend. Thank you, Tracy. Um, Yeah, as Tracy said, I am Ruth Willett and I am the prayer coordinator for the Freedom Challenge. Uh, If you haven't heard me speak before, you will notice an accent. I live just outside of Atlanta, Georgia, but this is not a southern accent. Um, It is English, however. I'm from Scotland. And if your brain is struggling, just give yourself a few minutes and you're going to realize that the words coming out of my mouth are, in fact, English. And the panic will leave your brain. 
Anyway, thank you for joining us today. Uh, the plan is that you'll be on your physical challenge and I'm just going to lead you in some guided prayer. Anyone who has ever heard me speak knows that my heart's cry, my life's motto is that we worship and God fights. Um, and in 2020, it also became one that my pastor often shares, which is we gaze on God and we glance at the rest. And we had a lot to glance on in 2020. I'm sure you'll all agree. But we have a God who is still on the throne and who is still in control and who is still good. And we get to gaze on him no matter what it is that we're walking through. And today, what we are glancing on is the issue of human trafficking. And I, for one, am so thankful that it's a glance and not a gaze because this is a horrifying subject. But somehow, as it's placed in the light of gazing on God, it just takes its rightful place. Um, and we begin to see that this is actually a battle that can be won. And so my encouragement over this podcast is going to be to glance on the issues and to gaze on God and to pause and take time to pray and to take time to worship because, as I said, when we worship, God fights. And I'm very aware that we are at the beginning of January 2021, well, the middle of it now, but I don't want us to lose what God try, brought out and highlighted in 2020. So I am going to start this this time of guidance, I guess, with just something I wrote a few weeks ago. And I entitled it, Challenging the Lie and Letting God Light It Up. Stronghold, it's one of those words that can conjure up spiritual failure. I, I mean warfare. You know that the enemy actually has a place in our lives that he's taken hold of and lives in. Oh, the shame, right? I mean, what now? Why don't we take a vote? We could ignore it. Work harder. Surely we can find a way out. We could let God light it up. Or we could deny it and hide from it. So I'm playing a little here. You know, we live in a world of Instagram polls and constant input from others. But even as a joke, when we look at the four options, you know what jumps out at me? All but one give the enemy victory. If we want to live free, abundant and alive, if we want to love God with our whole heart and mind, we really only have the one option, which is let God light it up. Don't you think it's a bit like 2020, our year of vision? The busyness stopped and we got to see what we went to in our stress in a place of working for our worth. And now, maybe, we'd rather not know it. We'd like to hide from it. Some of the things that came to the surface and raised their ugly heads. So as you're going on this walk, as you're um, preparing for the conference and taking on a challenge, I just have a question. What are we going to do now? We know the truth from the parable of the prodigal son that the father's waiting with open arms. And I know from experience that the enemy is loudly saying, you really think you can go to God now? Look at your choices. But I also know from experience the answer is yes. Run. Run to God. I think maybe this is why God called David a man after his own heart. God paid a high price for our freedom. We're here, Freedom Challenge Live. Jesus gave us all his life. Now imagine a flaw, a failure, a sin that, that we see in ourselves and 
we just don't like. Or maybe there's a place where we're not trusting God. We don't think we're worthy of his love. Maybe we don't think he's good. I mean, after all, we're here facing human trafficking, right? Can God allow that and be good? Does God allow that? All these things, what what now? What do we do? I mean, David, he committed murder. Pre-meditated, calculated murder. And that was to cover up that he had taken what wasn't his. Another man's wife. And God via Nathan revealed to David just how deep this depravity was. Just think for a minute. I mean, really? The shame. How easy it would have been for David to withdraw. To survive. And no longer believe he deserved to really live. Or what about this one? Maybe he believed he could work his way back to being good enough. How easy would that have been? But no, Psalm 51 shows us he knew his transgressions and his sin was before him. But he went to the secret place. It says, you teach me wisdom in the secret place. David knew there was only one choice. Let God light it up and then run to him. Be in the secret place and let the kindness of his correction purge you. So that the broken bones can rejoice, that the gladness and joy can be heard. Run into the secret place isn't ignoring our sin or trampling grace. It's fully and freely receiving the costly grace won and paid for by Jesus. But why do I say this? What's this got to do with freedom or human trafficking? I believe that when God shines a light on a lie, his grace is both highlighting where he wants to walk with us or sit with us in the secret place and also bring us freedom. But it also is the place where his power is moving in this moment. His power is moving to bring about the necessary change and it's 100% free from shame. There's new mercies and great faithfulness and we get to come and cry out, thank you, I need you and you never fail, do what you want to. For me, this, this equals the enemy scurrying off with his tail between his legs. There's no shame here. It's been paid for. Freedom reigns here. We get to go and sin no more. And when the sin habit, not nature, because we've been made new, but when the sin habit rises up, we gaze on, we run to our beautiful Abba and we become more and more like him every time we choose to come. This is where we become fully who we were made to be. This is freedom. And I believe our personal freedom is linked to corporate freedom. I'll talk more about that. I just want, I want you to pause for a minute. I want you to pause with your 2020. I want you to pause with whatever my words have brought up. And I want you to, to gaze, to gaze on a father whose arms are wide open. And just let him in this moment, just, just speak. Love you, give you peace give you correction and guidance. And in that, I want you to remember that God's correction is always loving, whereas the enemy is always condemning. God doesn't need to condemn us. Jesus took our sin and our shame. We just need to say, yes, here I am. Okay, so if you just pause this podcast and take some time for reflection, whatever is coming up, Just take some time with it. All right, thanks for coming back. I assume that you have. I'm here now to just say, okay, what does this look like as we take our personal freedom and God's personal love for us and we use this and we glance 
on the issue of human trafficking, which is why we're here. There's so much that we could say. There's horrifying statistics. There is the information that there is around 40 million enslaved in the world today. Some believe 12 million of which are minors. And it's estimated each year around 600 to 800,000 are trafficked across international borders. I mean, in 2019 alone in the US, Polaris stated that they worked on 11,500 situations of trafficking reported to their US hotline, involving more than 22,000 victims and survivors, nearly 5,000 traffickers and 2,000 instances of suspicious businesses. And this is most likely only a fraction because human trafficking is notoriously underreported. What does it look like to seek freedom there? What does it look like to believe that in an industry that is a hundred and fifty billion a year industry, that it is possible for freedom to come? And the only answer I have here is that we gaze on God because he hasn't changed. He says he's the same yesterday, today and forever. I mentioned 2 Chronicles 20, the Judah and Jehoshaphat, there's three armies coming against them. I mean, it's huge. The amount of people that have come to go to war has, has raised terror. They're afraid. It's not that there is no fear when we face things like this. They were afraid. But what they were told was, this battle's not yours, but it's God's. There was, they, they cried out, God, we don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. And that's what we're here doing now. We actually don't know what to do with this. We don't know what to do, but we know who to put our eyes on. The one who still holds power and might in his hands. And we're told at the end of that, that as they went ahead, the musicians and the worshippers went ahead of the army, Sing and give thanks to the Lord for his great love endures forever, that the Lord himself set the ambushes and won the battle. So we have this before us as we read these statistics. I'm going to read a horrifying one. The 2018 Federal Human Trafficking Report said that in 2018, over half of the criminal human trafficking cases active in the USA were sex trafficking cases involving only children. I do not like to face this issue. And I know that together we're facing a dark issue. But our God is the same. He's the God who set the ambushes and won the battle. He's the God in 2 Kings 5 who was able to say to Kings 6, look, the, the Elisha said to servant, open your eyes because there's more for us than against us. It's who our God is. So I want you to pause the podcast and I want you to to be angry, to be sad, to be heartbroken over the statistics that you've just heard. But then I want you to just lift your gaze because we're glancing at what feels very dark, but we're gazing on the one who still is the answer to every question and every problem. And he cares. Listen to Tracy's podcasts on Hagar and biblical justice. God cares about this. His heart is for this. So 
let's pause now and take some time with this. Okay, before I say any more, I want you to consider just practically worshipping. You know, we worship in God fights. And a couple of songs, I don't know if we can link them to the podcast, but a couple of songs that you could do this with, I mean, you could take any. You know, great is thy faithfulness. You're worthy of it all. But there is a song called All I Need by Rita Springer. All I need to do is worship. All I need to do is say his name out loud. There's also a song by Rend Collective called There Is Power, because there is power in the name of Jesus that I'm asking you to gaze on. Um, So there's a couple of songs. And this worship, it refocuses us on who he is. And instead of the darkness of human trafficking overtaking us, the light of who God is begins to fill us with hope of what could be. All right, I am going to kind of take your gaze and connect the personal freedom that we can fight for, that God fights for, for us, because he wants it even more than we do. And think about how can us coming together, doing this, really make a difference around the world? Never mind God, you know, we know he fights, but practically, you know, like, really, what can we do and what are we doing? I want to think about in the Bible, when I first asked God, what, what do you want the ladies to be praying for? He said, ask them if they're praying for the men, because men are keeping this going and they'll be the ones to bring it to an end. And I immediately thought of the conversion of Saul in the Bible to Paul. And sometimes I think I treat that conversion like it was so extreme because God, you know, needed him to take his word to the Gentiles and all around the world and um, write half the New Testament, you know. But God was like, this is just heaven's economy. It's what I do. Saul's conversion was not extreme. But I was reading a book by Michael Maiden and he, he mentioned forgiveness being the face of love and towering over all of the emotions that we can have. Like, I don't know what's raised up in you as I've been um, mentioning some statistics, you know, 12 million minors in in human trafficking it's it's appalling it's not okay but forgiveness actually towers over fear and hate and darkness and we see Saul in the bible watching over and approving of the stoning of Stephen the first martyr this is an axe um And as Stephen was being stoned, he cried out, Father, don't hold their sin against them. And it says cried out, so it must have been loud. And then we're told that Saul was watching, giving approval. And so I can only assume, and I am making an assumption, that he heard this. He heard this forgiveness that was offered. And then he's converted in this um, extreme conversion. But, you know, there was actually, Saul stayed in... um, Damascus for three years I think it was and it was about 15 years before he actually went before the apostles and took his message and said is this good and in that time how much of that time was Saul learning to be Paul that I can forgive myself for all that I did in the name of what he thought was freedom in life 
that stoning of Stephen and realising that he had taken a child of God. And now as we pray, as we pray for the men, as we pray for the men, that we are reading about appalling behaviour, appalling criminal acts, can we come with forgiveness and say, okay, God, we're going to pray for the pimps right now. We are going to pray for the users. We are going to pray and know that you are the best judge that there is. And we are going to pause now and lay it in your hands. And we might only do it one word, one sentence, one, one quick glance, and then worship. Because God knows what to do with that word or that sentence and that worship. All right. Now I'm just going to ask you to pray for the work on the fields. We're all still in COVID-19. Can't believe that I'm in January 2021 saying that, but it's true. And how that's impacted you here is also impacting the work around the world. Um, as, as we have people on the field trying to work with girls on the street, girls in brothels, um, with children in poverty, things have changed. Um, and we'll, there's so many things that have happened around this virus and this pandemic. So I would just like you to just pause and think of the work in general. Pray for the safety of the workers in the field. It has heightened vulnerability in a lot of the places and the people that we are working with. Uh, and if you've paid any attention at all, you'll have heard that even here in the US, um, abuse has been on the increase with people being locked in at home. Um, and people often have come to places and shelters that we've run and they've had some some reprieve from their life and some protection and that's not always been able to happen. Um, and so I just want you to pray for the work and the workers around the world. Okay. And now I'd like you to pray specifically for the work in the Philippines. You're going to hear more about that at the conference. Um, and one part of that work is the scholarship program, the scholar program. And they, um, there's older teens to mid-twenties and they are sponsored in their education. And they, they have to come and commit to come in and they receive sponsorship in their education. Now, as you know, if you have kids, a lot of our schooling has become remote. Now, here, where I live, it's we're really fortunate. All, both of my kids have Chromebooks. They can do their online schooling, and they can do it with relative ease. But computers are needed for these students in the Philippines to be able to even consider doing remote schooling, and... I'm sure that's the same for many around the world. So that practical request, I would love for you to lift up in prayer, as well as just the increased vulnerability um, of those living in poverty during this time. And now you're going to hear about the self-help group programme as well. But in the area of North Africa it's been very hard to actually get the finances um, to the work and there are a lot of people in this area who they just they haven't received a salary for a long time um, inflation rates have 
interest rates have increased and the cost of everything has gone up while they are receiving no money. So there is just an extreme need for prayer for the people in this region of um, North Africa. Borders have been closed. There's various reasons for it being problematic to get money in. So we really just ask that you would pray for the situation of rent and salaries to be resolved in some way. Just lift that up to God. And I would like to end with this. Um, Psalm 108. It, it starts with just this focus on God. My heart, oh God, is quiet and confident all because of you. Now I can sing my song with passionate praises and awake, oh my soul, with the music of his splendour. And just that focus on God, he is still this God, his love so extravagant that it reaches higher than the heavens. His faithfulness so astounding that it stretches to the skies. And Lord, we cry out to you today, be exalted as you soar through the heavens. We know that you see, we ask you to come. We ask you to be the God who sees Elroy, the God who hears, the God who answers. And as they face the enemies, as they see the enemies, it ends with this. Lord, have you really rejected us, refusing to fight our battles? Give us a father's help when we face our enemies, for to trust in any man is an empty hope. But with God's help, we will prevail with might and power. And with God's help, we'll trample down our every foe. And so we claim that is still our God today. And he knows who the enemy is, that we don't fight against flesh and blood. He knows how to win this battle because we have a God who never loses, who is the God who parted the Red Sea, who stretched out his hand and put the stars in place, who raised his son from the dead. That is the God that we have come to today. And so Abba, Father, we come as your kids and we love you. We come with this dark issue, but we gaze on you because we know you are the one with the answers. We come asking you to resolve the issue of finances for salaries and and food and rent, Lord, to come in for the self-help groups. Lord, we pray for the scholar program, Lord, and we pray for the work around the world. We pray for the increase of vulnerability. We know that you're a God who sees and a God who cares. And we come to you because we don't know what to do, but we know with our eyes on you that there is hope and there is an answer and there is freedom. And we come with our hearts so that we could actually live a wholehearted life. And we thank you that you're a God who goes after the one, and sometimes that one is us. But you never go after the one at the expense of the 99, and we know that you want freedom, that you can end human trafficking completely, and it's what we're asking for. But our part, Lord, show us what it is. And now we come with our worship, and we know that you're going to fight, and we know that you're a good And we know that you are a God who never loses. And we come in the name of Jesus. In the power of the Holy Spirit, we come to you. Amen.
All right. So thank you for joining me today. It's been a pleasure. Keep pushing through on that physical challenge and send us a picture via email or social media. We hope to see you on our FC Live virtual conference on January 16th. And until then, let's continue to do good, do more and do it together. Thanks for listening to the Freedom Challenge online podcast. If you liked what you heard, join the fight to set women and children on a pathway to freedom across the globe. We are a proud ministry of Operation Mobilization USA and encourage you to learn more at thefreedomchallenge.com and omusa.org for how you can get involved. Follow us on Facebook, on Instagram at the FCUSA, and don't forget to subscribe and leave a review to let us know what you think. We'll see you next time.